Welcome, everyone, to the Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can get me at joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com and at the Joey Harris on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at the Joey Harris on YouTube for some great clips, some great shorts, some great shows, and all of that. And I am pleased to have my ultimate road trip partner, Big TJ. How are you, sir? I'm blessed, brother. Glad to be with you, man. Um, sitting. And looking at a Gatorade container, it says fruit punch, but it looks like lemonade. Okay. Okay. You know, it's that kind of day. It's that kind of day. It's that kind of, anything goes. You used to call it a free-for-all Friday. Whatever happens, happens. Let's just go into it. So as we're on this road trip, I'm just saying my Gatorade bottle, it says fruit punch, but it tastes like lemonade. I'm all about that because it is a free-for-all Friday. We are recording on a Friday. I've got the afternoon off. You've got the day off. Uh, we're road trip planning. So this is going to be the road trip podcast. So, folks, if you're listening to this, go take a road trip somewhere. Go to the grocery Ooh. store. If you can't go anywhere else, go to the grocery store. Walk around. Put your earbuds in. Walk up and down the aisles. Find something that you think we would enjoy and then take it home and you enjoy that for us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But... One, I got, I got, a, I got a craving for, for for sweet and salty. So as you're walking down these aisles, if you see something sweet and salty, go that route. All right, we're going like eight different directions here. We're going to circle back to the lemonade. All right, but I'm gonna say this to you. All right, as we're going down the sweet and salty aisle, to me, that means like one of those um, caramel corn things and are you more of a cracker jack man or are you a crunching munch oh man and i think i i i feel like the universe makes no mistakes my difference between the caramel popcorn is the nuts i don't want the nuts in my caramel corn so if i'm gonna have if i have a choice i'm doing the worthers okay the okay. Werther's caramel popcorn is absolutely delicious, and it's still got that salt in there, so you're still going to get that sweet and salty. But it's funny that you would mention Cracker Jack and Crunchy Munch, and I'm saying it's the nuts that's the difference when we're talking about creamy versus crunchy earlier, man. It's just, it's all connected, bro. It is all connected. We're going to stick a pin in that because we're going we're gonna to get there, but... We were discussing, and I said, let's let's stick another. We're just sticking a bunch of pins and things. We got there. pins all over the place. If, if there's like, yarn between them, we would we would look like a, it's a crime scene. It's a pattern. Or Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with that meme that goes everywhere as he's trying to figure hey, something out. <laughs> look, I have seen literally like two episodes of that show, but there's a podcast I listen to, and he gets one of his sayings from there. I'm just a simple bird lawyer. <laughs> a simple bird lawyer studying Philadelphia, bird law. From Philadelphia, I think is what he said. I'm yep. from Philadelphia. <laughs> but we were discussing fries and, and, and sheets fries. But then we got into fries and I said, let's say it's late night. We're driving. We get a hankering for fries. All right. We pull in, the fries are fresh, and we get there, and it's regular fries, and you're eating your regular fries, and then sometimes they'll throw in there, whether it's on purpose, on accident, a curly fry, and you said that's the golden ticket. Yes. And I said, 
if I'm driving, I bought the fries. Absolutely. You're my friend. You're beside me. You're my brother. I'm sharing my fries with you. But if you pick up the curly fry and you see it, you immediately drop it back down because that's my fry. I bought it. I want that curly fry. And you proceeded to say that it's late night. We're on this road trip. We've each got our own fry. Yes. This is, this is what I'm saying to you. We're driving along. We see the sign, wherever it is, perfect Fryville, whatever. We're pulling in. They just dropped the fresh grease. It's a new batch of fries and all that. We both got our fries. We're just munching along. We're going down the highway. We're singing the song. We're, we're living life. Now you get the, the curly fry. Do you tell me about it? Or do you go, look, a deer. And <laughs> I tell you about it after I ate it. So it's like I'm eating the fries. I see the curly fry. I I, 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 I mean, it catches me off guard because obviously I've been dealing with straight cuts, you know, this whole time or crinkle cuts. Right. And then I see the curly and I'm like, oh, this is this is the, the, the narration in my head. Oh, a curly fry. I should eat it before Joey sees it. And, and, and the thing about it, you're not even digging in my fries, bro. No, no, I've got but, my own fries. But, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Now, yeah. now, in that same uh situation if i'm digging in my fries and i see an onion ring i'm gonna offer it to you and if you say no i'm throwing it out because you're not an onion ring guy that's what i'm hearing i don't believe in them (laughs) (laughs) we should start that we should start that. You know how on social media you get the crazy people that believe all this kind of stuff? They're putting robots in your in your vaccines. They're ch- checking us in the cell phone tower. We should start just some crazy that onion rings aren't real. Not real. <laughs> if, if you've ever eaten an onion ring, you know, what where that what 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 onion did that come from? It's not real. You don't know. You don't know. I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them. That's just that's just it. We should say like, yeah, because if you if you fry it in the grease battered, then it would just fall apart. The onion would disintegrate at that would temperature. At that temperature. That so it's not real. So, so what are you what are you telling me? What, just, what are you just, telling eating, me? just eating fried dough that is onion flavored because the onion disintegrated into the flour. Right. So it's got the onion flavoring. Right. And they're like, no, I pulled it out before. And they showed it. that is plastic that they have clearly yeah. put in the in the it's like when you used to get those little pills that you would put in the water and it would become like a sponge and stuff like that. That's yeah. all that they're doing. See, and that right there, that's super cool. I wasn't even thinking about when you said a pill. I was thinking about the little Advil with the little plastic around it. And it's got the little beads on the inside. I thought you were talking about the plastic that was keeping the beads on the inside. But no, you're talking about the little animal that says just add water. Right. And then it blows up. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I had the worst sense of humor. I used to think that I was like, hey, I wish my junk was like that. Just add water and it just gets all huge and monstrous. But I, I have an average one. <laughs> if that were the case though okay if yeah. that were if that were the case all right 
and it grew to some absurd length. All right. Would you advertise it? Like, listen, I know you're not going to believe me, but if I just threw water on this, it's like the reverse of the Wicked Witch of the West. It grows <laughs> larger. It's, just, it, it's, it's like it's like code switching. And, okay. and to anyone listening, knowing what code switching is, it's like, you know, when to say certain things, like certain people know who they can and cannot curse in front of. So I would know, based on people watching, who I can and cannot advertise my freakishly amazing junk with. You know, I can't, I'm not just going to go anywhere because I feel like if the government found out about it, you know, they would want to run tests on me like I'm, like I'm an X-Men or something like that. You know, right. um, because they would want to duplicate it. But no, no. So, yeah, I wouldn't tell everybody. I would just tell, you know, women that I was interested in. <laughs> now, this has been like a decade ago now. But I used to listen to the Adam Carolla show and the Adam and Dr. Drew show. And they started talking about one time, like, what if all the men, once you reach puberty, they they measured you all right and they kept to me and you get everybody got a jacket that had your number on the back like how like so if you had the largest one in the world or one, one in the it was it just the united states it would be number one on there all right okay they were saying the sweet spot is like the the thousandth place like if i had the three thousand i was number three thousand they're like that's the sweet spot because if you're like single or double digits people like that's too big that's too big but if like like let's say at the time there's 200 million men if i number 1 million 100 that's not impressive but if you say like i'm like 3333 first of all that'd be cool to have on my back yeah. but then they're like oh that's impressive that's impressive because because it's a ranking it's a ranking, you know, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was, so I have an app that I play, and at one point in time, I was playing this game, Best Fiends. I was ranked in the top 50 in the United States because I was number one in North Carolina. That, and it didn't last for very long because I stopped playing for a while, but still, that meant something. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that's, that's like, so I'm number 49 out of 50, you know, but that's a big deal. So you, that's, that's that. If you're saying out of everybody in the world, I'm 3,333. Yes, that would be so dope to put on the back of a jacket. But yeah, I mean, like that says a lot. The hopes is that you know how to use 3,333. Oh, sure. Like, sure. You know, anybody says, you can be number one. But if you just sitting there like, uh, you know, boo-boo the fool and then just like, I don't know what to do. Then, I mean, you're going to... What are you talking about? I don't know what to do with that. What are you doing? That's... That's, <laughs> that's it. A therapist? No, what are you talking about? Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, folks! Oh, the Sopranos. Yes, been watching it like like a madman lately. Been watching it, bro. Just and and it's and it's it's weird because I I, I always start back at seven. 
right? I'm start, not seven. I'm starting back where I need to for what we're watching. Right. But then I watch through the end and I'm like, well, I don't want to start watching Community again. <laughs> so I go back to like season three and then I'll watch through and then I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to, I'm like, so I just keep going back to just odd points and, and watching it through, man. I've seen Jackie Jr. get taken down like two or three times, bro. Oh man, I tell you. But I'm like that with some things like, I love The Office, and I'm like, oh, man, I really need to go back through The Office again, but I know I'm going to have to go through Scott's Tots. I'm going to have to go through Did I Stutter, which just makes me feel majorly uncomfortable. And all of season eight, I'm not much of a Robert (laughs) California fan. I'm just going to be honest with you. I just, I know what it is. I don't like drama and confrontation. So and that's all that there is with Stanley and Michael, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be watching this to get like an escape. Like, you know, I want to feel happy for 22 minutes without commercials, or you know, 30 minutes with commercials, and get on with my life, or binge it with whatever. And then Scott's tots, you know, Michael's like, I was supposed to be a millionaire by now, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Or or whatever he says, you know. So first off, you you mentioned season eight, Robert California. You don't even know my real name. I'm the freaking Lizard King. Like that, <laughs> that was his best line in the entire season, and he had some lines that made me laugh. Um, but you're not the only person that says that um, about season eight. Um, I. I can I feel you on Scott's tats. I don't even like to think about that's that's how gut richly cringing Scott's tats is. I don't even like to be reminded of Scott's tats because people reference it and I immediately get that weird feeling in my gut having to watch and sit and watch him go through that. And it's like I don't even feel bad for him as bad as I feel for those kids. Right. Like, because, I mean, yeah, it's got to be embarrassing to be Michael because you make this promise and you're so excited about it to the paper. And, yeah, you have to feel bad because, I mean, it happens when we're watching The Office and I didn't think this was going to go into an office diatribe. But nonetheless, you expect there to be some comeuppance for Michael because of how arrogant he is about his ignorance sometimes. I expect him to eat some crow. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of crow to eat, bro. Like you're talking, it's one thing for you to show a videotape to all the kids where you were on this show as a child, and you talk about you know having all these kids because you want all these friends that can't leave, right? But to have an entire class of children depending on going to college from you because of a promise that you made, and you saying, "Oh, I thought I was going to be a millionaire," I'd be like, man. <laughs> tough, bro. God, that's tough. Mm. And and yeah. that's that's why we that's why I like that show. That's why I like television in general because it's The Office is a comedy. It is meant to evoke humor and 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 bring joy, joy feelings. But in good writing, you can do so much more than just one emotion. Right, you know, and that's something they did well. So kudos to them. 
except for one thing is towards the end of the series where it was something with Stanley and he's like, I didn't even know we had stairs in this place. And I'm like, Stanley used to walk up them when they had the competition and you, you know, he had the, the, the hand up like from the Olympics because he had lost his weight and he had done that. And I'm like, that's the only thing like, Yes, I don't like the did I stutter or the Scott's tots because of the uncomfortableness, but still, like, you, I, I'm like, you, you need to respect your show Bible. Like, it is already established that Stanley did do this. Now he goes, now he could have said, I've forgotten that we even had stairs, but not like I didn't know right. that we had that we had stairs. And I'm like, oh, oh, Stanley. Oh, man. Um. But I'm I'm like that too. There are just really good TV shows that I can get into. Like I have a bigger appreciation for Lost now, rewatching it with my wife because it's her first time watching it. Mm. And I had gone through it when it was originally on and the last three seasons, which is when I, I picked up on it with my ex, um, they were ending the third season. She had bought me the first season DVDs because she's like, I don't think I will ever watch it. But here you can. I got it for you. So I just breezed through. I'm like, oh, man, this is a really good show. And then we went on that retreat that our work used to send us on every Mm -hmm. year in the summer. And she was bored and she just blew through the DVDs of the first season while I was gone. And she's like, we need to pick up on this show. Let's get the second season. So we go down to McKay's. You know how you do it. (laughs) <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And we went and we picked up the second season. We blew through that. I'm like, oh, now we got to wait for the because it was you know like six months after that she picked up the, uh-huh. the the third season comes up. Then we got the third season and we blew through that. So we're ready when the fourth season starts. So that became our uh, tradition in December every year. We blow through all the seasons in anticipation for the new season. So some of these yeah. seasons I've seen like four or five times. But now watching it with somebody who's never watched it before, I'm picking up stuff that I don't need to look for the stuff I know that's coming from the. So I'm picking up like the subtle things, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. So that's the, the rewatchability of things, and we we've talked about that before, like movies and such. Like I still have not watched uh, Joker, but it's on my list. But it's something like. From what I've heard from people, like, yes, I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. I probably will never watch it again, but it's something you need to experience at least once. It's funny. I mean, it's really weird that you would say that. It's like, because there are movies like that. For one, Joker being one of those films. I saw it once. I'm glad I watched it. I own the DVD. It's still in the plastic. Because when I watch it, I watch it on HBO Max. You know, back in the day. So now I have it. It's on DVD. It's still in the plastic. I feel the same way about The Passion of the Christ. You know, shouts out to Mel Gibson for making a good film. I watched it. I thought it was well done. I never have to watch that movie again. Ever. I know. I, I, I know. Because you've experienced it. You're like, yeah. I, I can. Or you can say, I at least appreciate what he did. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm in the middle of one of those right now, my friend. And we had talked about this. Uh, I'll bring it up in a second. We had talked about this, what I text you about, about the Rocky movies. I'm in the middle of um, four years ago now. My sister and brother-in-law got me that Innovati 
100 movie yeah. posters. You watch a movie, and as soon as you finish watching it, you scratch it off, and it's got a little scene from the movie that they've done in, like, pop art. And I said, okay, I'm going to watch every movie on this. Well, it turns out it's supposed to be 100 movies. It's really like 106 movies because they've got Kill Bill on there, but they just got Kill Bill. So you got to watch volume one and volume two. They've got the Lord of the Rings. Well, I have to watch all three of those. And Star Wars, I got to watch all three of the originals. So, um, And I'm determined I'm going to finally finish that, that list this year. Like I worked hard on it in 2000, but 2020, I mean, but you know, the pandemic kind of took every, all of us out. So I watched about 20 movies. 2021, I watched like 20 more movies. La- last year, I probably watched like three, three or four. I didn't work on it a lot, but I had a lot going on. But I'm like, I've got 30 some movies left. I'm going to knock it out. A movie a week. I have reached a clockwork orange. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. All it takes is one. <laughs> that that's just it. I'm like I can appreciate, and it's a Kubrick movie. I have there's like four Kubrick movies on this so far. I don't even know. Like I, because I'm like Chinatown. I believe was on it, and I like Chinatown, but I'm like right. it's Q, it's Kubrick. But I can separate the man. Right. No, 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 no. It's not Kubrick. Um, You're thinking um, Roman Polanski. Roman, Roman Polanski. Yeah. yeah. No, not Kubrick. Q, there are Kubrick. It's Polanski. Um, he didn't do this one either. Um, he didn't do Clockwork Orange. But to my point, like, oh, it's Chinatown, it's Polanski and all that. Then I get to The Pianist, which is also a really, really good movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't uh, seen that It's another Polanski movie. I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> so, but I'm like, all right, I can... You know, it's one of those things. But A Clockwork Orange, I'm like, okay, I can get what they're doing. (laughs) You know, I can get what they're doing here. I never have to watch this movie again after I'm done with it. Because I've just gotten to the point where he he goes to prison. And I'm like, I know I'm not even at the worst part of it yet. But like... So that that's a that's about an hour in. It's two hours and sixteen minutes. I know because I've looked at that. I'm like, oh, two hours and sixteen minutes of this. But this is a roughly an hour in. I'm like, yep, I can already tell. Like I'm gonna finish it because it's on my list. But after that, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not one of these people. And they're like, it's become a cult classic. People watch it all the time. Who are these people? Man, I don't know what type of cereal you have to eat to make you want to watch that movie more than once like is it is it is it colon blow like is it is it oak it's, brands it's like, super it's super colon blow that's what that is. <laughs> like it, it's gotta be some horrible cereal and and you sleep with your socks on in a sweater like just OG OG Captain Crunch that you hadn't let sit for a few minutes you're <laughs> Roof of your mouth is torn up. With a little bit of King Vitamin sprinkled in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat King Vitamin. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Dude was dead before we were born, but they stuck with him. I love the King. The King, bro, King Vitamin. Stink up on you, man. King Vitamin was the perfect seal in a, in a pinch, baby. 
Because <laughs> you know at that company, they're like, look, the dude is dead. They're like, yeah, but he had children late in life and they're trying to get him through college. Just keep him, keep him on the box. It's not breaking the bank. We're not making that much anyway. Right. <laughs> but we have to give him five cents off every box. It's not breaking the bank. <laughs> Vitamin. I, I, I just, I, I've always wondered what a King Vitamin commercial would be like, right? Because I mean, it's the, the whole pitch for the cereal is like you're getting all necessary vitamins from this, like one spoonful of King Vitamin is all the necessary vitamins and nutrients you need for a day. How, how do you pitch that? Like, hey, like kids, <laughs> you, you like Captain Crunch without the sugar? <laughs> Come on over to King Vitamin. I don't know. Like, what are you Gather doing? around, folks. Did you know that as soon as you're born, you start to die? <laughs> <laughs> Your body needs vitamins. Old rat, you say. <laughs> How will I get those vitamins? Well, I have news for you. And here he is, King Vitamin. <laughs> and you know that they're you know that there are kids in the audience like, come on, let's go. I don't know, man. He's a king. We should let's <laughs> just can, hear him out. Just can't walk out on that one now. Gotta respect the title. <laughs> Oh my God! It's the, the fact that you started off everybody together. <laughs> Did you know? God. So, so they finish. They finish their spiel, and the kids are like, "Can we leave now?" And they're like, "Just a moment. <laughs> Let us direct your attention towards this wall." And all of a sudden, Kool Aid Man comes out because they're just getting. <laughs> They're just knocking out all their commercials in one day. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, what happened to Kool-Aid? Like, Kool-Aid has been stripped down to the bare nothings, my guy. Like, I remember being a product of the 80s, right. okay? And we, and we went to, you know, being from where we're from, we go to Food, food Dog, a.k.a. Food Lion. So... If you're shopping Food Lion back in the 80s and the 90s, if you go down the soft drink aisle, right, there is at least a quarter section dedicated to Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. All the different flavors. They had 15 different flavors of orange. Purple Saurus Rex was a thing, right? It was the greatest, greatest grape soda. There was one. There was one, I don't know, it was like cherry or watermelon or something, but you put it in there and you mix it up and it was clear. Do you remember that? I do remember that one. I can't remember the name of it. But it had flavor. It had flavor, but it's like... Poison. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we also come... We also come from the land where you know those older generations. I'm just going to use the older generations, all right? Right. They didn't know anything about no glucose. They don't know anything about the diabetes. What did they know about? They got the sugar. Woo! 
that Kool-Aid, that Kool-Aid, I think they're like, you got to add a little bit of sugar to that. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> I've, I've seen some people make Kool-Aid at some point in time in my life. Like, anybody anybody who who's, who's watched film has seen House Party knows the scene at the beginning of the movie when the kid is making the Kool-Aid and he's pouring all of the sugar into the Kool-Aid. But I mean, some people have had Kool-Aid with the consistency of a McDonald's tea. It's very thick, you know, because and that's nothing but sugar, bro. Like, it's nothing but sugar. If the ingredients, you got three ingredients, okay? One is a powder. Right. One is water. Mm -hmm. So if it's thick, <laughs> it's the third ingredient, my guy. So... What you're saying is, if you're one of these people, like, you know what? I'm just going to have the Kool-Aid. I think the Kool-Aid can stand on its own. No sugar. You're mixing that with the water. It's like there's no, like, powder in there. It's just, and now you've got water with that's, like, a different color. And maybe it's just a, a different color. Yeah. Maybe a flavor in there that you probably wouldn't enjoy because there's no sugar in there, all right? Now, you've got people... They're like, I've got to add some sort of a sugar to this, all right? But it's never, huh? say say when. Say when. <laughs> they will add, and, and, and you got to be constantly stirring, because this is cold now. You're not, it's not going to evaporate because it's warm like a, like an iced tea, like when, like when mama used to make the tea with the tea bags on the stovetop. Then you add that in the sugar, it's going to dissolve some because you, so you've got to be constantly stirring. You're going to end up with that syrup at the bottom, that glucose, like that just, you, mm -hmm. if you lifted it up and there's no more, like it'll, it'll start to slowly drip and you're like, somebody get me some pancakes. We're not wasting this. Like molasses is, so to defeat that, I would use warm water at first. Okay, okay. So that I could get my sugar dissolved. And then I would add, you know, my lukewarm or whatever cold water or whatever to it. Because then it's just stretching out the sugar solution. Right. All that gluten. I would, so, Joe, and Joe, you can answer this question. At what point in time, like what major event happened? to make it so that everyone was like gluten intolerant. Because I mean, it's like, it seems like to me, gluten is in everything good. So if me being the obese person that I am, I'm saying let's bathe in gluten, just rub it all over my body. I don't think I'm gluten intolerant. And if I am, then I'll blame that on my complexion. But I'm just like, at what point in time did gluten become just like this this sin? Is it is it is it debilit like is this just the product of decades of eating gluten? Now it's like everyone is gluten like just intolerant, or have they put some more stuff in the food to make it just a little bit different? Like what what happened, man? Because I. I see gluten-free everything, and gluten-free doesn't taste the same. Like, I don't know. I've got a rock-solid, serious answer for you. But before we get there, 
<laughs> I was listening to Alton Brown one day, and he was talking about, I think it was like a cooking oil or something like that. He was going down the, the food aisle, buying groceries and stuff like that, and it said, gluten-free. And he said, I literally stopped and looked around. There was nobody else on the aisle but me and said, when did it have gluten in it? But to answer your question, my friend, this is what I'm saying to you, all right? Our parents, the people their age and older, I think up until us, maybe of kids like that were born a few years after us, we were all raised the same way, all right? We were raised by people, I feel, for the most part, of course, there's always outliers and everything, who had good intentions, all right? They did what they could to survive. They brought us up the best way that they knew how. And I feel like for the most part, they did a good job. That being said, you're, you're talking about when did this all start? It all started like you had latchkey children. You had kids that would come home and watch the cartoons and they'd eat the bowl of cereal with all the sugar in it. And they drink the Kool-Aid with all the sugar in it. The moment that it changed, as horrific as it is, was the moment that John Benet Ramsey was killed. Oh, shit. And then they said, we've got this girl who had everything, the little Miss Beauty Queen, parents are rich and all that. If they took her and they killed her, then they overcompensated with everything. You can't keep your, my mama used to go to the grocery store, leave us in the car. You couldn't do that nowadays. And that's the point. Now they're saying, wait, if we were doing everything right, and you know those rich people, they were doing everything right, and they still killed that little girl, we've got to rethink everything. So they crack down. No more cartoons on Saturday. we got to get more educational and informational programming on there. you got to watch what you're putting in your kids' um, mouths. So you got to cut back on the sugar. Well, my kid doesn't feel that well. Let's let's test this one kid. Oh, your kid has a peanut allergy. Peanuts got to go from everywhere because now everybody's got the peanut allergies. Well, then, so they take peanuts out of everything. There's no more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at school. One kid is like, I still don't feel bad. So they go test that kid, and they have an intolerance for something that is in breads and stuff called gluten. What am I going to do? If you take the kid off of that, they'll feel better. And they did. And the kid rebounded in such a way that was good. And all of a sudden was, have you seen little Tommy? Oh my goodness, that kid, he was a wreck. What's wrong with him? Nothing. They got him off of the stuff. <laughs> they got him off of the bread and the peanuts. Little Tommy is dunking basketballs now. He's got a good complexion and he's nice. He's 5'2". To... He's 5'2". <laughs> and he's nice to people. Just by taking him off bread? Yeah, apparently there's something in bread. What do they call it? Glutton? Uh, hey, uh, Fred, what do they call it? It's pronounced gluten. Whatever. It's in bread. If you get them off of that, they say everybody has got intolerance of that. And while you're there, you might want to look at what kind of milk they're drinking because apparently we're all lactose intolerant. I don't even have toast with my milk. What are you talking about? Not lactose. <laughs> so that's what that, I, I honestly feel that's where it started. They saw this one. <clears throat> got killed then everything they they rebounded so far the other way now we can't have uh you know but i would have liked to if you say joey you're 45 years old we're going to take you back 40 years i'm five years old 
I get to come home. I'm making myself a glass of milk, maybe some cereal, maybe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I can sit down and watch cartoons. You'd be the, I'd be the happiest little boy you've ever seen in your life. I won't lie to you, my guy. Like, I say what I do about my childhood, man. There are parts of it that I could live in that were peaceful, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you give me a Saturday morning hoping that Pepper Ann will hurry up and go off so the recess can come on, you know, uh, or, or, or you know, being able to sit down and, and watch Darkwing Duck or the Batman the animated series, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, just those cartoons back then were different. And then SpongeBob happened. Mm-hmm. And nothing was ever the same after that. SpongeBob, SpongeBob to me ruined cartoons. Because I don't even think Adult Swim was what it was until after SpongeBob. I can tell you, SpongeBob premiered. It was the summer of 1999. I was living in West Hall. I was on campus for that summer doing an internship with the uh, public relations department. Um, And you're right. Cartoon Network then was showing like Fred Flintstone and and all of that were black and white. And all of that. And then Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was Channel 29. I remember that. It was Channel 29 on that cable system. You couldn't, like, you want to watch, oh, I want to watch Nick at Night, the place for TV hits. Every commercial, they're like, we're coming out with something called SpongeBob SquarePants. And I'm like, man, they are really pushing that hard. And they're still pushing it. Pushing it everywhere. Pushing it everywhere. It's got 15 spinoffs. Got like you know now they got the Patrick show and they got the Krabby Patty show and Squidward wants to go to college and Mr. Krab is a yeah and 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 Mr. Krab is an entrepreneur and all all of that all of that at the same time there's a a very funny comedian Dana Gould he and his now ex wife they adopted three little girls from China. So, and at the time, Dana Gould was a writer for The Simpsons. And one of Marge's sisters then adopted a kid from China. His oldest daughter is walking through the room and he said, I just happened to have it on because I never watched The Simpsons. You know, it's one of those things. I, I get it. He said, it just happens to be on and that character's on there. And he's like, honey, look. That character right there is based on you. Now, if that had been me, I'd be like, what? I'd have had to sit down. You know what she said? I like Bob's Burgers and kept walking. Are you serious? I'm serious. That's the way he tells it. I wasn't in the room, but that's the way he does it. I like Bob's Burgers. I mean, I do too, but I would have been proud at that moment if you told me that. This right here? My new wallpaper would not be Captain America. It would be whatever that character was. You see this right here? Based off of me. That's me. Right. Like, everybody would know, like, yo, this is me. Like, even, even if it was that, that, that the, the bigger uh, mental patient they had that they were claiming was Michael Jackson back in the earlier season, mm-hmm. even if they said, hey, man, that big dude right there, TJ, that was based on you. 
I'd be posting that picture everywhere. Like, see, this is me, man. They made this based on me. Now, granted, he's crazy. Ah, that's not important. The likeness is supposed to be me, you know. But still, like, yeah, that, that's to the point. But that's crazy that she responded that way. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get it. I guess. If you like Bob's, you like Bob's, and Bob's got a strong following, bruh. You think if he had written for Bob's and there was a character based on her on Bob's, she'd care then, or would it be like, no, I like Squidbillies? I don't know her personally enough to be able to make a a, a judgment on that, but just based on the story that you told me, mm-hmm. I would think that she would appreciate it. I think she probably would, too. It's just that I'm thinking now if it was like early Simpsons, if we were in early Simpsons, like first 10 years and that happened and, you know, the the ages were shifted. I think it would be a bigger deal to her than it is at this time. I I can understand that. The following is changed. Right. Right. Because I, well, maybe I would, but I was thinking like, you know, if that was my dad, I'd probably have an appreciation for it. But, or maybe I wouldn't. I'd be like, that's dad's job. I, I have no interest that in Because I can tell you right now, all the jobs that my dad has, like I'm more interested in the stuff that he did, like when he was in the military or when he was growing up and stuff like that. Stuff that he doesn't think is a, is a, is a big deal. And I'm like, you need to write this down. You need to tell you, there needs to be a movie about his life. I feel you. He was working, T.P. to close and the and the sheriff pulls up and he's like what are you doing he said i'm about to close he needs he's like you need to close right now and he's like why he goes your boss's wife just shot and killed your boss and he's like excuse me and he's like so they he had to go to court to say like no he was by earlier i was doing this and she got off like they said that she shot him but it was like they couldn't prove it or it was accidental and stuff like that. And he goes back and forth. And, and and just all the craziness that happens in the trial, it's a bunch of crazy stuff and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And that's not even like the top 10 craziest things he's ever done. So essentially in 10 to 15 years, when I'm looking on Netflix, and I see this show about this woman getting off from murdering her husband. And it all hinged on this one character witness. That's your daddy. Yeah. He was in the Air Force. And they wake up his platoon one night to, um, to do a uh, transport. Like get a plane ready for transport. And so they're getting the plane ready and they it's highly top secret stuff. And they load this big box onto a plane. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, it's a car. What are we doing here? You know, like they're up in the middle of the night. The president's daughter had gotten married and wanted her own personal vehicle on her honeymoon. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. And so they had to get up and he's like, yep, I got the president's daughter's car ready for wherever they went on their honeymoon so she can drive her own personal car while she's there. 
That is shenanigans. I'm calling it. I'm calling shenanigans. That I mean, yeah. That's that's a, it's life is chaos, baby. Life is chaos. You never know what's gonna happen, man. But let let's let's break down the real reason that we are here today. I told you. I went to Sheets, a local establishment. It's peppered all throughout the southeastern part of the United States. It's a gas station. I've seen a couple. Seen a couple. Yeah. We got two down here. Um, got my afternoon coffee, as one does, and I'm pouring my afternoon coffee. They've got these automatic things now. You select what you want, and it grinds the beans, and it does that right. So I've got a few seconds while it's doing that. I look around, and it says variety Something to the effect of variety is the spice of life. Now you can get your Reese's peanut butter cups in creamy or crunchy. And I'm like, I have got to send this out into the world. <laughs> so I alerted you and also our good friend, uh, Nan, because we had the crunchy or creamy debate and then said later on she actually kind of likes crunchy but didn't feel the need to say anything that night <laughs> and she also likes some pulp in her orange juice but felt the need to keep that to herself yeah she did the right thing because you notice <laughs> i stopped laughing you notice i stopped laughing when you said that right like i was laughing until you said that and then i was all of a sudden i was just like okay now she's on the list well you're like <laughs> you're like and you so you replied yeah, I've seen that. I might have to try it, but I feel like you like a creamy peanut butter, right? 100%. So, it's, it's funny, because when you sent it, I'm thinking about it, and I'm just like, it's weird, because it, the debate on creamy versus crunchy peanut butter it's bigger than just that. Like, because it's, if you just say, TJ, crunchy or creamy peanut butter, I'm thinking about immediately a PB&J sandwich. Mm -hmm. And in that case, keep that crunchy mess to yourself. Right. You know, in that case, I don't want, you know, chunks of peanuts in my sandwich. But in the realm of candy, it is different. And Reese's just flips it all on its head because... They have a candy bar, and I, 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 I thought about this before. We, I was like, man, you got to be real comfortable in your sexuality to, to eat Reese's because they have a candy bar called the Nut Rages. And the tagline: Get ready for all these nuts. Like that's, that's the tagline for this sandwich. I mean, with this, with this candy bar. So I'm like, okay, it's peanut. It's essentially it is a a, a bar of peanut butter with peanuts, caramel, and chocolate. Right. And I swear by that candy bar, my God. Oh, it's good. So it is so good. I, that's what I'm saying. I can't tell you, oh, no, I don't like crunchy peanut butter, and then sit there and I'll be guzzling down that rages. It's like crazy, right? Like, I, I, and again, you really have to be comfortable with your, yourself because I, I just literally said guzzling down that rages. And, but, and it, I, and it, but at the same time, I feel like, no, I feel like you're on solid footing here. At the same time, if you go to yourself and you say, self, I want a peanut butter and jelly. All right, I'm going to go. If you have the ingredients in your kitchen to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you can have it any way you want to. 
you will never reach for a nutrageous bar and say, I've just got to put three of these on my bread <laughs> and top it with chocolate. That's never going to happen. No. Now, if you do it and you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you try it and you're like, this is great, <clears throat> excuse me, getting all confused. <clears throat> yeah, because you're thinking about putting the nutrageous with some jelly. So, I mean, I totally understand what's going on, bro. It, 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 it's culture. It's caught you off guard a little bit. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to let you know exactly what's going on. Joy is coughing right now. And he is coughing because he thought about the idea of putting a nut raisins on some bread with some jelly because you don't have crunchy peanut butter anywhere near the doggone jelly. If you ever, if, and look, I'm not, I'm not going to judge or disrespect anybody who would go the route of purchasing crunchy peanut butter from their local grocer. That's not I'm in the business. I'm not in the I'm not in the shaming business. All right, I just want to put that out there. I'm not in the shaming business. I'm not shaming anyone. But if your peanut butter has nuts in it, okay, and I pause right there. We call that a pregnant pause. That pause was pregnant as shit. If your peanut butter has Peanuts in it. You might be a serial killer. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Joey Got (laughs) Chunky. Joey Got Choked Up. I was choked up. I don't even know what it was. Like I had, I finished my coffee, but it went down smooth. But when I started to talk about that, the point I was making, and if I start coughing again, we'll just have to. It's a glitch. It's It's a glitch in the matrix. If you go into your kitchen and you done bought all the ingredients and you said, you know what, I'm going to line up three of these nutrageous bars on this thing, throw some jam on it, and then put the other piece on there, and it's the best thing you've ever had, wonderful. We'll call it the TJ. But you can't call it a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, it's definitely, that's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich has three ingredients. It, it, it seems like we got a pattern today. We're talking about some simple things. I'll tell you what, Kool-Aid has three ingredients. Your peanut butter and jelly has three ingredients. Bread, peanut butter, and jelly. That's it. If you put butter on your toes, you make a peanut butter and jelly on a skillet that is no longer a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know what to call it, but it's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's something different. Okay. It's a toasted PB&J. Fancy. There you go. But you put a you put toasted in front of it. So it is no longer a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now it is something different. Some people put bananas in it. Some people put marshmallows in it. Some people don't go the marshmallow route. They just use the mallow stuff, which I think is weirdly disgusting. But nonetheless, that's what people like to do. I'm just saying, once you add anything outside of those three ingredients, it's something else. So if you use a nutrageous, and here's the thing, that might be delicious, Joey. Get the get the right kind of fancy bread with some uh with some with three nut rages and the right kind of jelly and warm it up. It's not a PB and J sandwich, but it the what what you end up with could be delicious. See, you talked about the PB and the peanut butter with other stuff, and you mentioned one thing. And it is called a fluffernutter. Yes, that is what it's called. Fluffernutter. 
I, and, and and they mentioned that in Sopranos. Oh yeah, yeah. It is big. It was big where I was where I was from. And when I first when I first moved to Maine, and they're like, um, "You may have to one day drive our fifteen passenger van, and you've got to be trained on it." So I went through the little training class, and then I went there with the director of security, and she goes from the south right i'm like yeah she goes yeah my sister moved to nebraska and they've never heard of this kind of like all the different flavored fluffs that they have i'm like where i was from you're lucky to get like one or two jars of it on the shit like you will get a jar of it right but it was dusty because nobody hardly ever bought that stuff is nebraska the south to people up north, yes. I mean, I, I guess I suppose so. I, I, I don't know. I mean, as being someone from the south, I in a ha- state that starts with north, right. I, I, find it, I find it funny that some Nebraska's in the south. I have brought this up before. I'm not going to get political here, but I saw people flying the Confederate flag with on their trucks with the phrase the south will rise again who had never been below portland maine and i'm like who are you rising up against the canadians right. <laughs> <laughs> something about those white walkers in the north they tried to go after bro that, that's all that is man mm. it's just that that, and, and for y'all that don't know that that was a game of throne wrestling reference y'all can meet me down in westeros <laughs> but this was my I guess relationship like I, uh, as a younger man see I would have fought you because I'm like ooh I like me some crunchy peanut butter and I'd put it on with the jelly and all that but then my taste changed and I'm like because you know yeah because you wised up or you know you bite down and that that piece of that peanut will get into that soft skin right there and cut you all it takes is once. All it takes is once. <laughs> and so I said to the woman I was married to at the time, the first administration, honey, I called her honey then. We were on good terms. I wish her no ill will. We're just not together anymore. Sometimes there life happens. Honey, the next time you're at the grocery store, pick up some of that creamy Jif, and then you add it to the grocery list. Because she's like, listen, if I'm going to do this, you want me to write it on the list, too? You put it So I'm like, creamy Jif. <laughs> or Skippy. I'm not particular. Whichever and, one's on sale, just make sure it's creamy. Right, right. Then I got to be a little fancy man there for a little while. Now you can't find it so much. And I'm like, nope, you know what? Tried the whipped. And I'm like, I'm a whipped man. But you can't really find whipped anymore. But that whipped was something else. Now, that was some smooth peanut butter. See, and I've never had the whip. The closest the whip I've ever had was Peter Pan. And the last time I had Peter Pan, there was a recall. I haven't had Peter Pan <laughs> since. There was that recall. You want to go back into childhood, get some of that Superman peanut butter. What you know about it? <laughs> what you know about it? I still remember where it was at the grocery store that ain't even there no more. It's the library oh, now. They done tore that grocery store down and put a library on it. But I'm like, you know what? You put the skeletal remains of that grocery store. I could go in there and say the Peter the Peter Pan was right here. The Superman was right here, right next to it. Was right here, right next to it. We had a store like that when I was coming up. 
I can't even, I can't, I don't think I can remember the name. It was on the corner, and that's where we would, they had a butcher in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. That's where we would go and buy our luncheon meat. And as an adult now, I'm looking back on it, and I'm like, what animal does luncheon meat come from? Because that's actually the name of it, mm-hmm. luncheon. Luncheon meat, meat. yep. What animal does luncheon? Because I, I know what I would assume. I assume it comes from a pig. It looks piggish. Looks real hammy, but it doesn't taste like ham. So if you told me that luncheon meat came from an ox or or an emu, I would believe you because it doesn't taste like ham. It's luncheon meat. Now you see, I come from. Um, an uncle of mine was what he referred to. I would have called him a butcher. I don't know if you've got to go through and be a special classification to be a butcher. Yeah. Because he cut him, he called himself, he referred to himself as a meat cutter. I am a meat cutter. Okay. And knew all of that stuff, knew the best cuts, knew how to get the best cuts, knew if the people, like if he went somewhere else, he knew if they knew what they were doing or not just by the look. Of all of that, I feel like he he could have answered you um, with that, and and it would have been a great answer. However, he's no longer here, and I don't know the answer. But I feel we're like- gonna find that answer out in National Treasure Three, um, the next Nicolas Cage movie. They they tackled the Freemasons in the first one. In the next one, I think they're gonna tackle the meat cutters, and they're gonna go through all the different you know times in history with these infamous meat cutters. And what separates meat cutters from butchers? Because they they're going to get back into the White House and they're going to go to the White House kitchen. And if you turn Abraham Lincoln's uh, pizza cutter counterclockwise at the bottom, a little thing is going to pop out, <laughs> and it's going to tell you the exactly what's in lun- luncheon meat. That's it. That's it. Thank you. You you a hundred percent you saw the trailer too? You <laughs> don't get me started. I am upset with the world. Okay. I don't know if it's the AI. I don't know if it's the chat GPS. I don't know if it's the free um Mike Tyson, whatever it is called. <laughs> but people are coming out with Really, really good make-believe trailers to movies that they're never going to make. And it's upsetting me. Have you seen the one for the fourth Spider-Man movie that they have not even talked about making yet? No, I I saw the one for the fourth Back to the Future. Don't even get me started, dude. Like, I want to see the Spider-Man movie that that they're not making, but they certainly have a trailer out for it. It's like... um. Spider-Man, something like Without a Home or No Longer Home. It was in the home genre. And I'm like, and I'm like, when did they come? And I'm like, I bet this is fan-made. And I'm like, I'm halfway through it. It's like concept trailer I had for the Spider-Man. I'm like, I want to see this movie now. (laughs) And they're doing it for everything. So now I don't know what's real and what's not real. I am that's, I, I, IMDb. So anytime I'm on something and it asks me, like, and it, it's offering a trailer, I won't click on it on that app. I go to IMDb to look it up because IMDb usually within a day, 
of a yeah. release, they'll usually have the trailer up. So that's the only way to know what's real and what's not because IMDb, IMDb is pissed off celebrities based on the stuff that they've allowed up on their site. You're right. You are exactly right because I remember now 10, 11 years ago, back-to-back days. That's the only way I remember it. IMDb, I had two friends of mine, two former co-workers. I think you know them both, although you never worked with them both, uh, Jill and April. Jill Jill contacted me and said, why is the next Hunger Games movie, it was the second one, why is it only going to be an hour and five minutes long? I'm like, who said it was only going to She's like, that's what it says on IMDb. I'm like, you can't trust IMDb with times. So they just had to throw something up there because they had to get it up there. The next day, my friend April is like, why is Fruitville Station only 55 minutes long? I'm like, where did you get that at? She's like, IMDb. Again, you can't trust, because she liked her some Michael B. Jordan and wanted to go see Fruit. I think it was Fruitville Station, isn't that? Fruitville Station, yeah. I'm like, there's no way that that's only 55 minutes long. And then, again, that's one movie I have not seen yet. I can't watch it. Well, I've never seen it either, but I know it's not 55 minutes. But again... I would have never remembered that, but it was back-to-back days. I'm like, you can't, they just got to throw something up there. They don't know how long it's going to be. <clears throat> and it's got to be at least 55 minutes. But that's, it's, it's, a, it's a placeholder. I get it. But, but yeah, but no. that, that's, that's, how I lo- that's how I know what's real and what's not. If it's not on IMDb, so whenever I saw that Back to the Future 4, and someone even went as far as to say, yes, this is real. So I shared it because they said, yes, this and, is real. And as Abraham Lincoln has said, if you see it on the Internet, it's got to be real, right? It's got to be real, bro. Abraham Lincoln, was he was famous for saying that, man. Like He said that after his, his Gettysburg Address, man. He was like four score and seven years ago, oh, and by the way, if it's on the internet, it must be real. Now I must go and vanquish some vampires. Right. Where, where's my axe? Where's Abraham, my axe? <laughs> Abraham Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Mary Todd was back there co-signing everything. That's right. <laughs> I can just see Mary, Mary Todd, Todd Mary Todd Lincoln, werewolf sniper. <laughs> Werewolf sniper, just laid out like her hair's all over the place, like uh, uh, the chick from uh, Harry Potter, Hermione? Tim Burton's wife. Oh no, uh, no uh, Helen Bonham. Helen, yes. yeah, Carter, Carter. yes, yeah, Carter, yeah. So yeah, so Mary Todd, as played by the 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 chick from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that I, I that, that's how I would see her as, as werewolf. We were gonna do. Werewolf Sniper, Mary Todd, Mary Todd Lincoln, Werewolf Sniper. Helen Bob Carter would, would, would play Mary Todd, 100%. Has to. With Johnny Depp as the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> Who are we going to shoot today, Mary? I'm in, man. Doing the puzzle, puzzle. That's all right. You know, that's just the, but going back to, there are levels. We we broke this down. I, I told you that via text. I'm like, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer says I can build levels in my, cause I, I for sure, like I, I joked about this with people at the time, but I thought it was sure it was like extreme peanut butter, extreme crunchy. And it was just going to be like a 
like a jar of peanuts. That's extreme crunchy peanut butter. Extreme crunchy peanut butter, yeah. Then you would get like a little less than that. It was going to be like very crunchy peanut butter with just a little peanut butter and just a bunch of peanuts. Then you would just have crunchy. Then you would have creamy. Then it would be like extra creamy, then whipped. I respect it. I respect it. But see, so here, but here's the thing, right? So when, when I'm saying levels, you know, obviously that is a thing. There are mm-hmm. levels to your peanut butter, you know, just like with your pulp. Because if you're, you know, I don't know, a self-respecting human being, you have no pulp. And if there's anything in your orange juice, uh, your orange juice, you worship Satan. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> either way, you know, when, when I say levels, I'm saying there are, it's cracked, everything isn't cut and dry. If, if, if you sure. ask me, do I like peanut butter? Yes, I love peanut butter. And if I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I want it to be creamy peanut butter. But if I'm eating a peanut butter cookie, can it have nuts in it? Yes. If I'm eating chocolate, do I like peanuts in my peanut butter and chocolate? Yeah, hundred percent. So it's there are it's not all just TJ doesn't like crunchy peanut butter. And if you ever see him eating crunchy peanut butter, you can call him a son of a bitch and slap him in the face. No, that's not it. Don't do that. You know, I'm saying there is a time and a place. You know, so if I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, no, get that crunchy mess away from me. Man, you can have it. I'm saying hilariously horrible things about you. But <laughs> if it's chocolate, you know, if it's candies, then yeah, you know how you can give me peanut butter with a Chico stick in it. I'm going to eat it. You don't remember the Chico stick? Oh, I remember it. I just don't want no peanut butter with it. <laughs> You're over there like, like. Because my wife loves the pretzels with the peanut butter in it. Oh, she, mm-hmm. she will eat those all day. We've got some above our refrigerator right now. But, so, so I'm, you know, I, I, to me, if I want the Chico stick, I want the Chico stick. And if I want the peanut butter, I want the peanut butter. I don't necessarily want them together, but I respect that you want it. But I get oh, it. I get it. Butterfinger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. But I've got, to, <laughs> I've got to be in the mood for a butterfinger. You know what Same. I never have. You know what I never have to be in the mood for because because I'm always in the mood for it. Oh, what's gonna call it? Did, did Did you know the they've got another one? There's a cousin to it's the like, what's gonna call it. Is is I, I do know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. I don't know if it's like what not or what's a who's it, but there's something. <laughs> It's something, you know, I'll say catchy, but yet we can't remember the name of it. But yes, it is in the family of the whatchamacallit, and I don't like it. Whatever How do you it feel is, about I the whatchamacallit? Even... Oh, I love the whatchamacallit. I can always eat the whatchamacallit. It is the best candy bar, and I'll tell you why. All right? Um, you, you've seen all those Snickers commercials, like, you know, have a Snickers bar. and all Why that. wait? Why right. wait? Have a Snickers. You've seen the Milky Ways. You've seen the Musketeers and all of that. Give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah, break me off a piece of that applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> but since like 1983, you've not seen a 
ad for whatchamacallit. Because the guy, that the guy, the advertising guy says, all right, listen to me. Bring it in. It was a Friday afternoon at three. He wanted to go home. They're like, all right, Craig, come on in. He said, we're not advertising our whatchamacallits anymore. Like, uh, Fred, we want to sell whatchamacallit. I know, I know, I know. Listen here, listen. We're going to get the prime spot by the register. And people would be like, oh, I need a Snickers bar. No, 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 no. We're not advertising. We're just going to get that prime spot by the register. People going to look down and go, son of a bitch. I did want to watch him call it. I <laughs> and they're like, Fred, I like it. I don't know how it's going to work. Fred, if it doesn't work, it's your ass. Fred, all right. Fred's like, all right, that's fine. Now, Fred probably had a fleeting moment going home, driving his Cadillac Eldorado. Because I feel like Fred Fred went, went around with the Cadillacs. Right. He's like, you know what? If it doesn't work, I can get a job somewhere else. And then like a month passes. Fred doesn't even, he's moved on. He's working on Doral cigarettes. Because at the time, you could still get a print ad for Doral. And they call him up. Fred's like, listen, you told me I had till Thursday on the Doral ad. I'm Fred, <laughs> hang it up. Fred, you're a genius. We've never sold so many whatchamacallit bars. <laughs> and Fred had to go back in his mind. What did I say about the whatchamacallit? Oh, I knew. I told you it was going to work. <laughs> he had to remind himself. He had to remind himself. But in the in the trades, it's called pulling a Fred. Pulling you're like, Fred. it's so good that you don't even need to advertise it. That's a whatchamacallit bar. See, I thought that you was going to say, you know, because you kept talking about Fred and he came up with this outstanding idea. And I thought that you were going to end it by saying, and no one knows this about the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, But he did, in fact, <laughs> decide the marketing campaign for whatchamacallit because I was like, that's between um, Fred Durst and Fred Savage, those are the only Freds that I know. You don't know many Freds, huh? It's actually I mean, Fred Flintstone, Flintstone. Kruger. So yeah, so there's the animated people, and then there's real Fred. So we got Durst, who's who's behind Blue Eyes with Limp Biscuit. And um, and then you got Savage, who was Wonder Years. I it just came up to me because I was about to say, what about Fred Savage? It was actually him, and you're like, that's who he was talking about, you moron. It, that was, <laughs> it was him actually. He was eight years old. Gotcha. And he's like, look, I don't know how much longer I can be in this advertising game. I'm up to three packs a week. <laughs> They're taking my they're taking my Cadillac away because they realize I'm only eight years old and I shouldn't be driving. Shouldn't be driving. They're asking questions about this family I've been claiming, wondering where these kids came from. It's all falling apart, man. I gotta get out of the game. That's how they came up with Maybe's character on Arrested Development. <laughs> you look a little young. Marry me. <laughs> okay. Oh. I got <laughs> to remember who I'm saying this to. <laughs> God, I love that show. Folks, we're having fun on a free-for-all Friday. 
Hope you're enjoying the road trip. All right. We're traveling from Wilmington, North Carolina. We're going to California on Interstate 40. What road snacks are we bringing? Ooh. All right, so here's here's the thing, right? It's weird, bro, because I'm I'm gonna have a bag of snacks. I don't know necessarily in what order I'm eating these things, or if I end up eating them on the road at all. I buy them and I got them in the car, but then I end up not eating them until one of our hotel stops. But um. I want some Funyuns in the car. Okay. I want some sunflower seeds in the car. I want some some type of gummy, like um, the lightsaber lifesavers gummies. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty good. I don't think they used the the horse hooves to make those, so I can still confidently eat a lifesaver gummy. I don't know if I'm too keen on having chocolate. For the road trip because I imagine it's warm so we're going to have the windows down and I don't think we have a cooler we are two grown men but for some strange reason we don't have a cooler in the car so I don't want to have chocolate because it's going to get melty and I don't like my chocolate to change shape it's got to be the shape so that Reese cup got to look like that when I eat it because if there's any deformities to it then I just I shun it um <laughs> so I gave you the sweet and the salty, you know, and then there's there's gotta be a Gatorade. The the red fruit punch Gatorade. The only Gatorade that I like, man, the the fruit punch one. I can't tell you what, what fruits they put in it. I I just call it the red Gatorade, bro. Yeah, give me a red. Yeah, I know what you mean. If you say give me a red Gatorade, I'm not coming back with the glacier. Coming back with the red. I would, I would, I would feel disrespected <laughs> because because there is a glacier red, and that's not that's not what I'm no, asking. No, for. no, no, no. If you say bring me a glacier, you're getting the glacier blue. Okay, I don't know anything <laughs> about this glacier red. But and you see, this is what I I really know about you. You could deny it, but I know it's the truth. TJ keeps a diary. And then late in that night, as we're in the it, it, we're in the hotel, and I'm already asleep, it's going to be Dear Diary. Learned that Joey was colorblind today. <laughs> when I asked for a red Gatorade, he brings me black glacier blue. Don't know where I'm going from here, Diary, but I see that it is getting late, so I need to turn in now. Talk to you tomorrow, your friend TJ. Yes. <laughs> this is found. He gave me a grass glacier blue. <laughs> PPS <laughs> had to drink it. It was hot. PPPSSS. <laughs> it was actually kind of delicious. <laughs> Postscript because I'm tired of writing all those P's and S's. <laughs> Rethinking all life choices. <laughs> the, t- the, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's entry. Forget everything that I said yesterday. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness.
Oh, so as we wrap this up, I know you got a recommendation for me. Hit me with a recommendation. Ooh, man, the, the most, the best, the best recommendation that I could give folks, and I'm sorry that I'm giving it to you so late. I recommend you see Center Stage's presentation of The Sound of Music. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that ended two weeks ago. <laughs> so, so you're pretty short on that one. Um, but, <laughs> guys, that's so messed up. That's messed up, Joey. That is messed up of me. That is wrong. So, all right. So, let me let me clean it up. Um, it's April, and I'm seeing commercials for it already. Um, Guardians Three comes out in, on May fifth, so they're going to be uh, they're they're flooding commercials, telling you to buy tickets now. Um, I'm glad I don't live in one of those cities that's so huge that I have to buy my tickets this early. Um, but Definitely um, excited to see that one. And Creed 3, um, it's been out now um, since March 3rd, um, but I haven't had the opportunity to see it. So at this point, I think I'm just waiting on it to come on Peacock um, so that I can check that out because I think it's going to be one of those early access ones. And then Knock at the Cabin. That's the last M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I know I don't say his last name right. It's not out of disrespect. I personally feel like the way I say his name is the ultimate respect because we all know who I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, that was his last film. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I've heard good things about it. So yeah, that's uh, that's my recommends. Guardians 3, because this is apparently the last ride. I'm speculating that Peter Quill isn't going to make it. and. Um, yeah, Creed 3 and Knock at the Cabin. What about you, brother? See, I, I haven't seen anything uh, either. Because um, <clears throat> I've already recommended uh, Poker Face like three times to people. Uh, it's a really good show. But like I said, I've, I'm watching old <laughs> old TV shows. I get it. Uh, um, what is something... Oh, I do have one. It was part of my Innovati uh, list. Um, Amelie. It is a French film. Uh, very, very easy to find, though. I don't think I don't know who's streaming it because I um, borrowed it from my brother-in-law. Uh, A-M-A-L-I-E. It's very, very good film. Um, very easy to follow. It's got um, subtitles. But it's very good. So that's what I would say. Um, what are you looking forward to this summer beyond Guardians 3? Beyond Guardians 3? Um, I I would have said Loki Season 2. But I don't know if that's still coming out this summer since Secret Invasion got pushed to June. Mm-hmm. So with Secret Invasion coming out in June, I can't imagine them having two featured shows competing for for for, for views. So it would have been Loki, but now it'll be Secret Invasion. I'm curious Secret to Invasion. see what they're gonna do 
um, with Samuel L. Jackson um, and his character. And um, so, and you said this summer. So I, I would have also said Blade, but Blade, I think, is, I think that got pushed back. It was supposed to be November, but I think Blade got pushed back to 24. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, just looking at the summer. Um, I saw the Barbie trailer today, bro. And weirdly enough, man, it was pretty funny. That's um, what I've heard from everybody. I've not seen it, but I have heard that from everybody. They've really enjoyed the Barbie trailer. I, I, I did not once see myself saying, oh, they're making a Barbie movie. I can't wait to go see it. I never said that. But after seeing the trailer, I'm like, I could watch it on some streaming service. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to the film. You're not going to see me going to my movie theater with my movie bucket and, and, and getting filled up watching Barbie. But still, it, does look, it looks funny. And they've got, they've got a cast of people in this movie. So I'm pretty sure they're expecting to make their money back because they got some names in it, brother. It's not like back in the day when they made like a, a movie about a holiday and it just had a whole list of A-list characters. Like back in the day, they made New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and it had like 50 people in it. And then they made Valentine's Day and it had like 50 people in it. So yeah, this is it, Barbie. I am looking forward to, which will, the, everybody says that it's the last one, um, the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I think it is. is it, this is the last one for Harrison Ford. Are they passing the torch? Is it he, the torch passing? He says no. He's like, it, it ends with me. Of course, I mean, he doesn't own the character and, and, and all of that. So <coughs> who knows? Um, but it's one of those things like I feel like he is Indiana Jones of course they could pass the torch and reboot it and five years from now that person could be the ultimate Indiana Jones so you you never know Um, but like the character of James Bond there have been how many James Bond 007s and all of that but I do remember I heard this Oh, almost 20 years ago now, like Ian Fleming wrote James Bond and in his mind, he saw Roger Moore as James Bond. And Roger Moore played James Bond for over a decade. But at the time when he was alive, if you went up to Roger Moore and said you were the ultimate James Bond, he would laugh in your face and said, I'm not Sean Connery. Because Sean Connery is the ultimate James Bond. Which I get it. To me, to me, like I, I look at that like, all right, you know, game acknowledges game, I guess. <clears throat> Sean Connery did that job. When you say James Bond, and you know, and I'm thinking during my childhood, you know, we had, you know, Sean Connery was still holding it down. In the 90s, it was Pierce Brosnan. It's been uh, Daniel Craig for for several films now, but yeah, when you say James Bond, I mean the first person I think of is Sean Connery, man. I mean, no disrespect to Roger Moore, he did a good job because I saw a couple of his as well. But Sean Connery was that dude. Welcome to the Rock. And it just reminds me so much about 
things I've seen on YouTube now where all these NBA players are talking about Larry Bird. They're like, you would just go in, like the best thing to do would just go in and like, hello, Larry, how are you this evening? I hope we have a great contest. Because if you got on his, like if you disrespected him, he was going to make you feel he was making you look, he would he would embarrass you and make you feel sorry. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he's uh, like, and, and I'm only I'm only going to shoot with my left hand tonight and put up thirty points. And puts up thirty points, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it, um, because Larry was that dude. He said, if the game was on the line, Pat Riley said this: if the game was on the line, I'd give the ball to Michael Jordan. If my life was on the line, I'd give the ball to Larry Bird. Yeah. That's what it, I mean, that's a famous, I think it's Pat Riley. Some, a coach said that if my life was on the line, I'd give it to Larry Bird. If my, if the game was on the line, I'd give it to Jordan. That's all right. I mean, I, that, you're talking about praise. That, that is praise if I've ever heard it right there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Yeah. And if you ever need just a laugh, uh, type in cheers Larry Bird, because they had Kevin McHale on for a couple of episodes. And Mm -hmm. Sam gets him for one of those episodes to play in a charity basketball game. But he's got to spend some time behind the bar to qualify to play in the game. And so they go and um, and they're saying and as he's going out to get Kevin McHale, Sam says, yeah. And uh, Norm says, see if you can get Larry Bird, too. And and Norm and um, but he goes, nope. It burns in, I'm out. Like, Why? You're both from Indiana. He goes, yeah, but I'm from Hanover. He's from French Lick. <laughs> and and he goes, and there's no way I'd play with anybody from French Lick. And then um, Kevin comes in and he goes, oh, is it like your best friend, Larry Bird? He goes, Larry's funny. He's got the best jokes about these hillbillies from Hanover. <laughs> and, and he tells one and he goes, um, what he says, I heard it differently. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Oh, okay. One one more thing that I am kind of looking forward to in the recommendation department. It's weirdly enough that I would think about this now, but you mentioned Woody Harrelson. I don't know if this is a sequel or a reboot, but White Men Can't Jump comes out at some point in time, either this month or next month. Mm-hmm. And I think Jack Harlow is I think so. um, playing the the white guy. I want to say Woody Harrelson's character, but I don't know if it's a reboot or if it is a sequel and he's just being another white dude. But that movie is coming out, so I'm I'm, I'm you know I like the first one. I thought Woody Harrelson and, and Wesley Snipes had great chemistry. I like that film. Um, so you know who knows? Who knows what Hulu's got cooking up? And they're doing another Final Destination. I think it's supposed to go straight to Netflix. I've not seen... I'm familiar with the film series. I've not seen one film. I may have seen like a clip or two as I'm walking through. But to this day, you're talking about a madman. Your friend Joey will drive like a madman to pass any log truck because of the just a scene I've seen from that movie. I'm like, nope, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. And I'm the same way. And what makes it so bad is I think that it is universal because when I see a log truck, like clockwork, 
not today, is what goes off in my head, and I drive past it. So I'm right there with you, man, right there with you. I was, this was probably around the same time as that IMDb thing that I was telling you about before. Mm -hmm. But I was with my friend Jill, and we were going to the movie theaters to pick up some tickets for a college event or something like that. And I think a Final Destination film was was up there and some other stuff. And we're walking back and she drove. And so I'm in the passenger side. And then I'm like, and, and she comes up and she goes to get in her car. And she's like, you see that truck right next to you? I'm like, yeah. She goes, doesn't that look like the truck from those Jeepers Creepers films? I'm like, you want to open up the door? You just, just you want to just open it. <laughs> Be, be eating you. I remember the Jeepers Creepers, man, because his license plate was funny. That was just one of Justin Long's first films. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going back, but then you find out the director has a checker pass. It's, 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 it's yeah. that's, that's where we're at now, you know, and it's going to continue to be that case. We just have to pick and choose what we're watching. Pick and choose. I, I, I just remember having a lot of laughs about Jeepers Creepers because I thought that movie was so funny. Did you see the cats, Derry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was a psychic. Good times. All right, man. But before I let you go, go ahead and plug any and everything you got. 100%, man. The thing that I'm plugging right now, next, within the next week or so, I'm going to be linking back up with um, Ashley uh, Ashley Gardner, who played Maria. We're going to be uh, doing a follow-up interview with uh, yours truly, Joy Harris. Um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to um, getting back um, on to what we're watching because I want to complete Sopranos so that we can watch All Saints and then go to the next thing, whatever that is. So... Um, looking forward to that, and um, and that's pretty much it. I am looking for my next opportunity to be great after um, spending three months with Max Detweiler. I'm not done, you know, performing. I just don't know. I, 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 I maybe we need to get you know butter and bread up and running. We need to get it on stage. Um, but something, something. So yeah, if you want to hear more from me, that's where it's at. I want to know, like, there's an ultimate role for you somewhere. I just don't know what yes. it is. And that's 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 what I'm 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 waiting for, man. I'm waiting for that that ultimate role, bro. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to to look for it. And I'm 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 looking forward to flirting with all those other roles while I'm looking for the ultimate one. Because, like I said, I'm looking for an opportunity to show some range. I thought about auditioning for a little shop in the fall. I said, if I was going to do it, I wanted to be Seymour. Because that was like, that was it. That's the ultimate range right there. Um, but now I'm like, God, that's a lot of lines, though. I might go for Orin, go for the um, for the dentist. Um, or I might just be in the audience, man, and just get to watch a great show. So we'll see what happens. There is, I did not find out about this until late last night or early this morning. And I'm interested, and I hope it comes to the United States. It's currently in the UK. There is a stage version of the Shawshank Redemption. That's dope. And I could see you. Dope. I could see you playing Red, Andy Dufresne. Oh, bro! I would. Redemption. I love 
I I would because you know how I feel about that film. You know how I feel about Shawshank. It's my man. favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. That I need to get that. I need to get that DVD, bro. I mean, I've seen it so many times, man. But I, I have to. I have to. I'm gonna go to one of my because it, it, it's got to be at one of my places. I got to be able to find it for a dollar somewhere. Mm. So yeah. 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 I got to find that one, man. But if, if that were ever an option, Shawshank on stage, man, heck yeah, bro. That would be so great. That would be so much fun. Yeah, so, like, I, I just, I want to see it. Um, because so I'm great. like, what? I'm like, what is this? Because it has the the poster for it is the, the famous shot of the two of them, but it's these two guys that are playing them in the thing. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, Cur- currently touring the UK starring a bunch of people I've never heard of. I'm like, I want to go see this. Hey, I'm not, it. I'm not going to the UK to see it, but it, it you know, if they ever mount a, a production in the States, I'll, you know, we're up a couple of nickels <laughs> together. I mean, <laughs> why not, man? Let's make it happen. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Bro, I appreciate this, man. I, 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 we, we get together and we do a show. It's, it's, it's laughs. It's therapy. It's everything, man. Thank you. I'm still saying that you need to get you a notebook and write down your reaction to TJ watches DVDs. I've got the list. I, I I at least did that. I have a list of every day that something new gets brought into the collection. I add it. So yeah. So and 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 it's it's funny, man, because I'm just it's it's not it's 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 all funny stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, com- comedies comedies and actions and a little bit of horror stuff, but you know, just. The emotion that this stuff gets, the, the the jams and the spots of this stuff has gotten me through my DVD journey. That's that's what we're going to entitle that whole thing. Has my there 2023 been, DVD journey? There you go. Has there been one that you're like, I don't know what to expect that just blew you away, or is it just stuff that you've seen before? It's like a comfortable shoe. You're just putting it back on. Um. So for the most part, it's been a comfortable shoe, but. Friday Night Lights, man. Um, the the movie I saw and owned, that's mm-hmm. with Billy Bob Thornton. I like right. that one. Um, but the show I had never seen. And I found seasons one and two for really cheap. So getting into those, it blew me away because I was like, you know what? And seeing the people that tenant, I'm like, okay, this is where these people got their start. You know, because there's some 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 young actors in there, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they got their start here. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, and you realize that was their first major mm-hmm. role, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And I can't even think of the the guy's name or even what he he's been in so much stuff. But I'm drawing a blank on him. I'm gonna send you a picture of the guy okay. after we get off, so you can know exactly who I'm talking about because he got his start, and he's done so much stuff. He was in Breaking Bad and everything. Like he's he's done some awesome stuff since. But uh, but yeah, he got to start in Friday Night Lights, man. So nice, good stuff. 
All right. You can always get me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the Joey Harris, Joey Harris comedy at gmail.com. TJ, as always, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for chopping it up with me. You as well. And we will see you all next time.